0: Tuesday Toolbox meeting of Adult Children of Alcoholics in Cobbleville, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We are recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is Toolbox ACA, at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. Our speaker this week is Juliet, and her topic is communicating with her inner child. Please enjoy. Are you two more time? 15. How long is it? Fifteen. Can I have a ten, a five, and a one? Okay. Hi, I'm Juliet. Um. I am, will share on the um, tool of connecting with your inner child through non-dominant handwriting, which is writing with your, the hand that you don't normally use to write. Um, and I'll just read a little passage here from the Big Red Book about that. So it says, as mentioned, it's talking about tools and techniques for connecting with our inner child, Chapter 8. And it says, as mentioned, there is non-dominant handwriting in which we write out a question to our inner child with our dominant hand, the hand we use to sign our name. Then we write the response to the question by placing the pen in the opposite hand. We might write out, hello little Johnny or little Marie, I would like to talk to you and to introduce myself. Have you been? I'm here to listen to you if you would like to talk. Write down any response with the non-dominant hand. The thoughts may be random or incomplete sentences, but we write down what comes to mind without judging ourselves. We keep an open mind. We do not try to force solutions or results. We will get results if we are patient and consistent with the exercise." So. Um, I don't really do that. (laughs) Uh, But I do, sometimes, I do, I do, like, I'll, so I sporadically journal in the morning, and I'll journal for, like, two pages, and then often for the third page, I will just write, like, how are you? Like, what's up? And then I'll write with my non-dominant hand. And I do feel like, I'm not sure if it's actually the writing with the non-dominant hand. Maybe it is, um, but it could also just be like really creating a space for bringing awareness and attention to this idea of an inner child. Um, it's a concept that I'm not like fully comfortable with. I sometimes, when I hear about the inner child, or like when 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 I read like little little Johnny or little Marie I get like a little bit like "Ah, it's so weird like (laughs) um, and but I do feel like through this program there's been a kind of recognition of some part of myself that is childlike and kind of in need of attention and when I try to when I try to like Kind of bulldoze her or ignore her, um, I'm not as fully present or awake or spiritually connected as I am when I pay attention um, and that so i 'll just a little bit of my background. I grew up um, in a family where my dad was an alcoholic who stopped drinking when I was um a baby but he didn't go to recovery he just like went to rehab and then he like was supposedly done drinking and my mom um is very much qualifies I would say for a certain like Al-Anon type program um and there was always this narrative that when my dad was drinking like he was really sick, but then once he stopped drinking, like, it was, it, that's okay, then it's like, it's all. He's not drinking anymore. And there was always this real fear for me of, like, becoming like my dad. Um, and basically, like, growing up, my dad, you know, he, he, he wasn't drinking for a little while, but then he was smoking pot, and then there was all this dysfunction in my family, and um, the alcoholism, was. it didn't just have to do with his drinking or his pot smoking. It was this dynamic that pervaded every sort of relationship and uh, definitely like pervaded my relationship with my family and my relationship with myself. And my experience coming into these rooms was that I was in, I was in a long-term romantic relationship and uh, I started to feel like I was kind of disappearing into it, like I was losing myself, like I, like I didn't know who I was anymore. Or, or like there was just, I just I had no idea who I was and I felt this intense desire not to become my dad and yet this strong magnetic pull of like that I was becoming my dad at the same time or like I was manifesting the same symptoms, not alcoholic, like like I, I wasn't, I didn't have the disease of drinking but I had all the other pieces of it and it was manifesting and I was trying to fight it by like thinking my way out of it and analyzing my way out of it and it just that wasn't working and um, I went to Al-Anon and um, that long romantic relationship ended and I got so much help and relief through that other program and it really really helped my relationship with other people I started to learn boundaries and I started to learn how to take care of myself and, like, put the attention on myself and not be so focused on other people and, like, survive outside of a, a relationship, like, how to be on my own. And then I got into another relationship, like, a year or two later. It was just a short relationship. It was just, like, a year and a half. And then we broke up. And, like, I, it was just, like, I just was... Totally devastated, like it just completely knocked me sideways. Like I had no idea that there was so much pain and grief, like living inside of me. And it was just like my heart totally broke. Um, And I wasn't prepared for that because I thought, you know, I was like recovering and recovered. So I came to this program. And um, to me, this program, I see it as a way to like, relate to myself and to heal from the intense grief. Not even heal from, to like, pro- hope, uh, uh, hopefully heal from, but also just to process and look at and share the intense grief that I have from my childhood. Um, and the intense, for me, a huge part of it is, like, abandonment, fear. And um, so the inner child thing, the, the inner child thing most recently, like, my experience with that has been much, very much related to my work, because I'm in a creative field and um, when I was a kid I used to write and I used to like write stories and write poems and have my fantasy world and I would like bring them to my parents for like validation and attention and bring them to school for validation and attention and now I'm in a creative Field where I'm writing and I'm like, I'm tasked with like creating something and then bringing it to people for like validation and attention. And this past um, a couple weeks ago, I had all these like, uh, like opportunities to do all these various creative things and then like bring them forward. And I had to go to L.A. and I had to do a pitch. And like a week before the pitch, um, I got like really bad insomnia. And um, it wasn't the kind of like mental insomnia where your mind is going. It was like a physical insomnia where as I would start to drift off to sleep, I would be like I was like seized with this physical feeling right here of like you can't go to sleep like it, it woke me it would just it wouldn't let me sleep this this thing whatever it was wouldn't let me sleep mm-hmm. and um it got it was getting worse and worse and the more that I was not sleeping the less I could sleep and I it it, it, it like developed this like anxiety around sleep thank you my friend who's Korean said they have a word for it in Korean, which is like, it means, it translates as like scissors at your throat, like as you're starting to sleep, it's just like scissors at your throat. No. Um, so, but you know, <laughs> as, as I, so I was so in it, it, it got so bad that like the, I just stopped being able to sleep at all. And um, that was terrifying. And I was able, like, I got, I was able to get through it. I did the pitch and everything. But after that, um, I, the night after that happened, the night after the pitch, I again couldn't sleep. Um, But that night, I had, you know, I didn't have this pressure to perform on me, so I was able to just lie there and say, like, put my hand on my chest and, and say, like, Sweetheart, it's okay. You don't have to sleep. You don't have to sleep. Um, and I realize, in in hindsight, like that was my inner child, like keeping me awake, like the fear of failure, the people pleasing, the terror of. Another piece of it is like, if I get these jobs, I probably have to move to LA, like, permanently. And there's a kid inside, or there's a piece of me that's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're gonna move to LA. We're gonna, like, stand up in front of all these people. We're gonna, like, put all our creative insides out and expose ourselves completely to these people we don't know, and, like, what if it, doesn't work, and what if, like, they don't like us, and what if we move and we're, I'm, like, completely alone, and what if I, you know, I leave, my family lives here, and, like, I'm, this is terrifying stuff, and, and you're, I, I don't like to, like, break myself up into, like, two different pieces, but, like, it's, like, but I was trying to kind of just be, like, but we have to do this, we have to do this, we just have to do it, because, I can't fail at this. And I have to, like, the most important thing here is that I succeed and that these people like me and think I did a good job. And, you know, just trying to kind of ignore that other stuff that was going on and it was not going to be ignored. And it was, made itself felt, you know, heard. No, you can't sleep. Because I'm really scared. Like yeah. you can't you can't just no. Just like no. So I feel really grateful to have the um tools and the the like la- some language for talking about that and recognizing it and and now you know it's like the holidays and um like I did do in a, I did do like non-dominant writing about this because I've been having all this grief over the holidays because when I was a kid, um, I really loved the holidays like I loved Christmas, my parents were s- separated from when I was really young, but on Christmas for whatever reason, we would like they would be together for one night, like we would all be in the same house and I would like wait up and like listen for Santa and like my dad would make a present for me and in the morning like he would like make hot apple cider for us and we would open presents. It was like the one time when it was all this kind of fairy tale where my childhood, my family was like, they were totally fractured the rest of the time. but So I really loved that. So I have to acknowledge that, you know, that because, because my, you know, my old way is like, I feel sad because I don't, I don't have, you know, a family that I can go to and I haven't gotten where I need to be in my career. And I have, if I had, if I had gotten where I need to be in my career, then I would have the money to have the fanciful holiday, Bonanza and if I had the perfect partner then I would be fulfilled like that's the thinking mind but then like the little kid which I wrote this morning what do you want is like I want to drink hot chocolate with whipped cream I want to have a tree and put lights on it I want to watch the Muppet Christmas Carol movie like okay like I can actually do those things and even (laughs) though it seems seems silly like oh, I, I did have hot chocolate with whipped cream today, and, like, something clicked inside. Like, just that, that, that sense of, like, seeing myself and not making it some big drama and some big story about my who I am and what I need and, like, getting caught up in my mind. Just, like, there's this tender, simple part, playful, joyful, like demanding, mm-hmm. um, really, really sad a lot of the time, and often extremely caught up with the idea that I'm not enough. Like, that's, that's, that's one that comes up all the time when I hear my kid. It's like, I'm just, I'm not enough. I'm afraid I'm not enough. Whatever happens, I don't get the job the guy leaves or whatever it's because I'm not enough and like i guess now that i say that these little actions of recognition that i am enough that i can i can show up that i can like take these little actions of self-care and and like I need to do it I, I can't just try to get it from the outside because it doesn't come from the outside and when it does come from the outside actually it can be wonderful feeling but it all can also be really like addictive and mm-hmm. kind of like okay okay now I'm on the treadmill like now I'm gonna get it and then I just keep wanting to get it and like running to get it and um it's such a gentler way to live, to be like, oh, these are the little things that I, that I want and that I need, and they're so manageable. Um, so that's my story. Thanks.